The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palbociclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. And the problem is you just can't be poor to live in L.A. anymore. That day is coming to a quick, 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 quick end. And when you can't be poor there, gangs will no longer be available there. So normally I, you always be on my head, Pete, because I never tell you what we talk about ahead of time. Was this still ain't ahead of time? I usually just kind of let the conversation happen. And then like, you just be like, okay, well, we just talking because that's really it. No, I'll tell you what it really is. What it really is is he turns all the lights off in the room and puts a bear trap in the middle of the room, and then I walk into it dark and get my foot caught, and then we start the podcast. That's really how it go. <laughs> really. But because most of the time I, I realized I, I was telling King that I was telling King that um a podcast ain't really an interview. Yeah. It's just a conversation. The first time I did a podcast, I did The Brilliant Idiots. And um, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Uh, Charlemagne was like, yo, come do my podcast. And I'm like, a what? He like, just come through. It's like, it's like radio. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So I jump out on them somewhere else in New York. And they was just talking shit. And I was like, damn, this is just weird. So they like, introduce glasses, yeah, blah, blah, blah. He was like, just jump in. And I'm so we just talking shit. Like and um, barbershop shit. Yeah, yeah, it was just crazy as hell. And um, once we left, right, I looked at the Breakfast Club interview, and it had so many views. But then I looked at the Brilliant Idiots podcast views, and it was like people was blowing my Twitter up, talking about content. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And that was like my introduction to podcasts. Um, I think Joe Budden kind of was podcasting on tour probably in like 2011 or 12, but I didn't know what yeah. the fuck he was doing. But the first time I heard the title, it was with Brilliant Idiots. 
Um, so I thought that was crazy. But no ceilings, um, glasses low. My boy Peter, as usual, king on the uh, engineering shit. And um, my brother, my boy Guilty, man. Guilty is my partner, man. Guilty a cold player, man, cold. Real smart, savvy businessman, man. He's smart. But what I always liked about Guilty was he still always was street. You know what I mean? And I think street has a negative connotation. But when you come from poverty, I think being street is so imperative. It's just like hip-hop. You know what I mean? It's like jaywalking. It's, it's how you get things done. So I thought that was cool. What's the deal, though, Gil? Oh, man. Out here trying to get back wiggling and open the world back up, you know, trying to peek out and uh, see what's going on, see how we're going to survive and thrive and uh, look for what's around that bend with, with all the changes that are happening in, in music and in retail and the other areas that it affects me directly and financially. Um, you know, I think like one of the one of the primary things that I'm hoping everybody was taking from the situation in this last world is that you, you got to have you got to be standing on five feet. You know what I'm saying? Because if they sweep one, two, three out from underneath, you you can still stand for a little bit, you know, and a lot of people haven't been uh, investing or trying to develop different streams of income. And this year, what they did is they knocked their feet out from under them and then they gave them a chair to sit in and they say, OK, now here you go. You know what I mean? You don't need your legs because we got you. You can lean on us. You know what I mean? We're going to get you through this. And I think that's a. I think that anytime you 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 allow somebody, you know, that's like you don't take you don't take something from somebody in the penitentiary. You know what I'm saying? All money ain't good money. You know what I'm saying? Some things ain't for your benefit. You know, it's just to wrap you up in a debt. You know what I mean? And so I think that that's there's a lot of that going on. And so with that being said, me personally and, and just coming out of this whole situation, what I took from it is that I need to, you know, I need to make sure that that I got as many things going on, as many things cracking and bubbling and lucrative as possible, and <laughs> teaching that to the young homies and uh, anybody watching or listening or trying to learn from me. You know what I mean? But uh man, that's 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 the mode. That's that's what I'm on for sure. Night and day, day and night. You know what I mean? You ever been a pimp? What's happening? You ever been a pimp? I've I've done things. I've done all kinds Nigga, of you things. You talk like a pimp. <laughs> I was ready to give him the money out of my oh, pocket man. just right now because I was like, man, is this nigga trying to break me or something? <laughs> what the fuck? I'm not no motherfucking prostitute. This nigga. <laughs> that was the tightest ever dis description of the flaw with the whole close you down and bail you out, you know, I don't blueprint. Wanna, I don't even want to ask you how COVID went because you just. Nigga, we don't even need to do the rest of the podcast. <laughs> this Reader's Digest that motherfucker real quick. So in other words, you not fucking with Delta. Uh, with what's that? Delta. Delta. Yeah. You know, my my thing is that I believe that these variants are going to keep coming. These strains are going to keep coming because they're going to have to put our back to the wall on this virus. You know what I mean? Whatever it is, I don't really know the why because my heart don't work with that kind of evil. You know what I mean? That it takes to do the kind of things that 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 are that are taking place in the world right now. You know what I mean? So I can't even really focus on the, the why so much as what and how and how does it affect me? You know what I mean? So um, I, I tell you this: I've been touching money this whole time, dog, and I've been I ain't been licking windows or you know doing eating gum off the ground or anything. But I but I but I ain't really been running around in a rubber suit neither you know what i'm saying so i've been living my life and i've been doing my thing and um 
you know, I've been just trusting and, you know, my girl is real good about smoothies and vitamins in the morning. She loves me. She treats me like it. You know what I'm saying? We get good night's sleep. We go lay in a rock or go lay on a rock, get some sunshine. We do all the things that I believe my body is needs in order for me to be the, the strongest that it needs to be for whatever's out there on a daily basis, whether it be COVID or Delta or haters or hate or anything else that you up against. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I get exactly what you say. I got For in the sure. first five seconds, but nigga, your detail is spectacular. <laughs> spectacular. Man. Um, so Pete, I was tripping, right? Um there's all this crazy shit going on in the streets right now. Like, right, it's a ton of gang wars and shit in LA. Um a lot of this crazy shit happening. You know what I mean? Like it's I mean, it's always crazy shit happening, but I guess it fit a little bit more crazier, but it's probably not. Um, but somebody asked me the other day, they was like, gee, like, man, what do you think is wrong with gangs? I'm like, well, you know, gangs are, is a response to, to like, oppression and poverty. It's just, you know, it's just a typical response when people don't feel like you're giving them a fair shot to get ahead, um, at least from, from, from our angle. Um, but he was like, you know, what's changed? Something's changed. And I realize most people are not growing up in the neighborhoods or in the area or the sections of which place they are claiming. It's like motherfuckers is going on a college campus tour through different sets. Well, it's all because of black flight in Los Angeles. People don't talk about black flight. Black in Los flight Angeles. is a real thing. It's yeah. happening. And so exactly. Right. So. You have people, <laughs> you laughing, but that's a real thing. It is a real people thing. People <laughs> are getting the fuck out of here. But people is leaving, right? And But people are, like, joining sections, and they didn't grow up in that sector at all. So they come, and they like, they like, all right, which, which sector do I want to be a part of? And that's just the weirdest thing to me because... Like, how do you, how are you willing to kill and die for something or somebody you don't really know? And I, I think that's where a lot of the fundamental core values escape these generations is because when you haven't grown up, like you said, shoulder to shoulder with somebody and seen them through the best and the worst, it's real hard to go do that, do that dime real, it's, go hard, it's real hard to go ahead and risk this life, risk this time for this person when you don't even, you haven't even really developed that kind of a relationship with them. But because it's a lot of it's plastic and surface and social media and everything else, it's really just the image and, the, you know, claiming the fame and fucking hoes and 100%. looking good. You know Party I mean? gang members. Yeah. Um, like, well, I saw you on live earlier this week talking about this, and I don't want to like dive into your live. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. You can. But um, I, and something I, and I've thought or mentioned this a long time before is there's not money on the block like that anymore, as you were saying. And and that was so a big it's, thing. It's turned into amateurish because it is amateurish. You're doing it for the love of the game, and you're not defending your block to get access to this park or this corner or whatever, because there's a purpose to be there. It's just to be there to be there. Which is my part, too, right? So with the young niggas, right, that's coming up in the culture, they're not actually a part of the culture of that sector. So you have a lot of a lot more foolishness within than you ever seen, because it's really strangers. And they right. all trying to build a relationship right. behind a false identity of a street sign or a bandana when that never was really the identity initially. Right. It it's, was the family and friends you grew up around and you know somebody, mom and daddy. It's like ordering the, the Thanksgiving 
turkey sandwich from Subway without the whole Thanksgiving. It's the whole Thanksgiving, the, the holiday and the, everything that was going on and the people surrounding it that's that made, it, it made it that sandwich what it was. Sure. Yeah. And people try to expedite that rapport. Like, I don't have grown up with you for 10 years rapport, so let me go do something to get a reputation so I can have you know, like microwave reputation instead of and and that's a I'm, right. Say that Fast shit track. again. Fast track. Say that again. Like right if, there. if I don't, if I didn't go to elementary school and I know you and we have that bond, I show up out of nowhere at fifteen. It's you know I'm trying to create like microwave reputation, so I got to go do something extreme, electric. crazy, and I'm noticing that right with different people where, you know, whether it's you know marking on a mural, whether it's just these really extreme acts that don't really make sense per se. Mm. It's so much, it's so many easier things to do to build the same reputation and get the same right. respect. That's, you know, that, that falls within the line of, you know, where people still going to have a level, a level of fear about how they interact with you, because that's all it is. It's about making sure people are going to give you enough space to do your thing. Right, right. Um, don't know gang member want to kill everybody. I mean, if any gang sat around and tried to plot the death of every one of they, you know, the rivals, this is a whole different conversation. It's all for survival. You know, everybody's right. killing and shooting for the most part out of survival. And, and uh, you know, they say the goal of every war is peace. And so people, people for the most part, excuse me, for the most part, if, if you were left alone and the motherfuckers weren't coming around here with that bullshit, and if you were just able to do and move how you need to, it'd be a lot less of that that bumping and grinding that, that uh, you know, going on. But again, because it's rooted in poverty, right, to, to pick off what you're saying, we all sharing very limited resources. Limited well, you resources, to that exactly. Edward Lutwak video that I sent you, right? I did. You heard the part where he says if you win, if you overwin, you begin to lose. I like that. And 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 that was one of those really scalable observations that I liked throughout that thing. Like if you're engaged in, like you could look at Hitler, you could look at Napoleon. Throughout history, there's all kinds of examples where, yeah, you could have a conflict here. If you march too far, it's not that you overextend yourself. It's that now you've you've overwon to the point where now you're, you're pissing off everybody be around them, not just around right, you. Right. So you're you're gonna get this. You know, that's a great point yourself. of what's happening right now in 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 the city. You know what I mean? Is somebody did something very extreme? It's like you overwon with that. You did way entirely too much. So now, you know, you watch the shit happen around people. Even one person in particular, you watch the shit that he's watching shit happen around himself, and he don't realize no matter what, whether or not it's a direct response, you're still the catalyst to the energy. Right, right. Like it's a catalyst to the energy. You know what I mean? Like shit's happening around you and you don't know that you've awakened all kind of different entities to be more mindful of people, of you and people from your community. And, and emotions are invisible. You A lot of times you don't know or understand or see what's being felt about you until that action takes place. And depending on the, you know, the, the individual and the, the, the wisdom or the vindictiveness or the, the level of extreme they're willing to go, you know, you don't meet their emotion until you know, until it's a drastic situation. And, I, and I'm noticing situations that's happening, right? I notice, you know, if you, if you start an all-out war, I wouldn't, I don't think you should publicly cry if something happens, if somebody becomes a victim of that war. You know what I mean? If, if, if you start a situation, right, and you, like, going out your way to get out there and be the catalyst. Right. And then as the actions execute, 
why are you sad at that point? Yeah, I, I think even from a, a psychological warrior's perspective, that's a weakened approach to war. Yeah. You know what I mean? You should have never let them see you sweat. Exactly. Regardless. So, so I think that's what's wrong at the entry level. The entry level of, 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 of the street shit and gangbanging always was bad because, you know, the culture itself is very inviting. You know, it's about taking people who don't have a home or they home ain't structured correctly and bringing togetherness. So it was already fragile at its earliest inception, but now it's even worse because you have strangers, you know, trying to pick up a culture that's already limited. You know I mean, that that's, that's, it was already fragile at the gate in the first place, right. walking through the gate. So now you're letting all kind of other people in, in the front gate and there's no real bond. The other part, and this is what I was talking about on my live, was when I came up, my older homies made they living in the community. I mean, they was hustling, whatever. They, you know, every grown man wants to feed his family. I don't care if he's a gangbanger. Right. I don't care whoever he is. He wants to, you know, make a living and feed his family. Don't nobody not want to do that. Um, and when I was coming up, you know, Moon, Pluck, Shady, Fats, Tone, Mang, Boo, they earned their living right in the community. So they were a lot more hands-on with me, right. with Jay, Psycho, you know, uh, uh, 50, Slow, Ron Ron, Russ. They was all more hands-on with us. You know what I mean? It was like always around. You know what I mean? It was always somebody there to, to get, you know, consultation on the correct right, way to do right, things right. or better advice versus my generation who would be in those positions now, none of us make our living. There's no living to be made in the community as far as like um, the way they was with hustling and those opportunities. Those opportunities, you know, people ain't smoking rocks no more because they're getting their life together. Right. How much of it do you also think, like to go back to your point of not being there? And, and you know, I always got to tie in the discipline and consequences sure, spectrum. Sure. If I live in some hundred unit complex in Bellflower, but I want to go rep the swans or something like that. If I had lived there, my mom lived there, everybody, my family, you know where to find me if I go do something crazy. But I go shake three cities down into some giant, con no one knows where the fuck I go. Well, I, I have anonymity. I can go do something that I want to do. My people know I did it, but no one who wants to get back at me knows where the fuck to go find me to get back at me at. Well, the funniest part, well, so who would the the consequence, who are we talking about? Are you saying the person themselves? I'm saying the actor, you... the perpetrator doesn't have to live with the same consequences. So since the consequences end got pushed further away, now... The... Do I think they consciously know that? I don't know. I mean, at some point you figure it out. I, I think that that type of situation is is a crash dummy situation. Yeah. And you, you, I would never trust somebody fully that that came from that distance into mm -hmm. into the close uh, small knit of of activity that was going on in the neighborhood and also i wouldn't expect to be trusted if i came from an outside perspective and and wasn't really tied in Whoa. with what was going on because they I, I, the, if I understand what you're saying, it's kind of like you're you're able to gain clout for the gang by going out here and yeah. putting in work, but you're able to operate under the radar because you're you're less likely to be suspected for doing the things that you're doing. So you're still gaining. Or even if they know it's like, say everybody knows it's me. So, you know, like two, like two really, like say I'm, you know, repping sure. the stones in the jungles, and I go do something 
heinous shit. Egregious to, to, to six O's. And yeah. they know it's me and everybody knows it's me. But I don't live there. Yeah, nobody knows. So you I, punch my, I punch my gangbang card at 8 p.m. and I'm out. Right, it's right, not twenty four seven because I'm right on Nicolette. And what's weird is right. So it's two things that make that weird. Uh, go ahead. I was I was gonna say you need some water. There's some water right I'm, there. I'm right so. behind you. I was gonna say that being from Tacoma, watching gangs come up there because L.A. gangs came up to Tacoma, and like you say, that happens. They come up to Tacoma, kick up all kind of shit, do things, and go back to L.A. And we'll be stuck up there like. We got tired of it and decided to start Hilltop because that's what was happening. They'll come up from LA and start doing shit, robbing us. They'll give us a sack and then their homeboy will come rob the sack. Mm. You know? And so we finally got tired of it. Like, wait a minute, this is our town and this is where Hilltop started. But that's what happened to us. They will come from other places like LA and do all that crazy shit, like you say, and go back home because most people wasn't going from Tacoma to LA. And so that's what I want to say. It happens like that. That's crazy. That far too. That's, that's, that's a far a long ass trip. We talk about uh, we talk about fifteen miles. You talk about some real some real miles. Yeah, and I, and I think that that is it's kind of just an extension of you know how you were saying like the resource is so limited. Well, the coast is only so big too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's nothing to really hit the freeway four, five, six, seven, eight, ten hours. And that motherfucker up, further. Man, up, that motherfucker. Yeah, that's about on the freeway. That's about fifteen hours. 15, 16, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, all the way up from here. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You're right. You're right. I'm, I'm um, up in Reno. It's only about 10, 10 hours, hours from here. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, but that's actually the cause of the 60A trade war. Like, if you know the history of their war, their war is rooted in, you know, a simple misunderstanding amongst two communities that's been, you know, tight as shit forever at, at, certain, at a certain point. And um, somebody who was a foreign, you know, implant into that culture that's, that's considered a trade thought the fight that they have normally to settle differences was a little bit more than what it was. And they overreacted and killed somebody of importance to the 60s. Somebody who meant a lot to everybody that was something over there. Yeah. And um, when they tried to come up with an amicable solution and they met up, they couldn't really figure out, they couldn't find the dude to turn him over because he wasn't a dude that grew up in their culture, that grew up in their section. They didn't even know his mother. They didn't really know nothing. Maybe one person possibly knew him who brought him over there, but right. they didn't know enough about him. So when they couldn't turn him over, you know, feelings got worse and worse and worse. No justice felt like it had been served. Right. So hence now it becomes, even in the streets, almost a vigilante sense at a street level. It's already vigilante. It's at the street level. But then even within the street level, there's an even more vigilante version. And at that point, anybody will work because we can't get the person that causes this much pain and this injustice. But that's really the beginning, you know, of their war. And it's obviously been, you know, crazy and and raging for years. And that makes sense. And that's, that's just a situation where somebody was where they maybe shouldn't have been, you know, doing what they maybe shouldn't have done. That happened in my neighborhood with them. You know, some dudes was out barbecuing with some people. You know, they had words and whatever happened, dude got whooped, came back to the park, told the homies, I got jumped. You know what I'm saying? They jumped me, they whooped me, this and that. The homies go back, see what time it is. Dudes were ready, because when this loud mouth leaves the barbecue, he's telling all this, he's telling all this, he's putting all, laying all his cards out. So when the homies get back to this blind situation, thinking he got jumped, we're gonna go over there, monitor it, make sure they get the fade, make sure everything goes well. 
none of that happened. Dudes was waiting. It got down, homies. It was some back and forth, and we lost a homie. You know what I mean? Because of that. And it was really somebody. He just, he had, we got a whole hood full of homies. Why are you even over? What are you even doing over there? You know what I'm saying? That's was, the worst type of gang member, man. It is. Some, some of these gang members, dog, I, I get mad where they over they over function in different people's sections. Right. Like, I, I, I really, I don't talk about it much to my homeboys, but I really don't like that. When you over you over accessible to everybody else, you know what I'm saying? Because the point of creating your own section is to form right, a bond right, and a union. Right. So why are you partying this hard with these gangs? And right. it's always some bullshit. Right. It's always gonna be some bullshit when that happened because no matter who you are, you don't have a true bond in that community. Yeah. You may have a bond with a person from that community, but then it's all kind of other people outside of it. Like and, I, and and at the end of the day, it's people think, you know, racism is a thing like this. Man, this gangbang shit is a thing, too. And like when you when you're standing with somebody, even in the pen or even when you, you're cool or even with them tweakers out there smoking that peace pipe together, you know, all these situations. This dude thinks he's better than you. He has a word for you that he calls you when you're not around, that he calls all your people when you're not around. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So it's like to, to really fully for me, it's just a. I just, for what? You know what I'm saying? For what? I'm good with everybody in my community. I'm good with everybody from other neighborhoods. I help anybody the same. My services are offered and available to everybody, but I don't have time. If I'm going to focus my time on, on creating positive change, I got to start with the people closest to me. So, I, so I'm going to be, that's where you'll find me. That's where you'll Let find me. Let me ask you a question. In that particular situation with, your, with the homie that kind of did too much and now he cost another homie life, What's the discipline procedure oh, in that he's, situation? He's, he's out. He got smashed off the map, and um, and and he's he's gone. You know what I'm saying? But oh, the, now this, this is another part. They deleted the, him, or literally yeah, just out of the game. He's he's out. He's gone. Oh, he, he left. He okay. left. You know what I mean? He got. Oh, he understood. A couple, yeah, a couple people seen him early, and you know, uh, you know, they did what they could do in the yeah. moment, and that was enough to let him know that he didn't want another yeah, moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Uh, He's and that's the only way to go about it. But now this the other edge and this the other catch. And it's another thing that happens far too often is when you got stand arounds and, and hang arounds, you know what I'm saying, that that are uh that are creating problems that affect real, actual, validated family members. You know what well, I'm saying? One of the main issues, and me and Pete talked about this before, is one of the issues with gangbanging is every citizen, right? Every citizen of said nation is an equal representative by whatever actions they do. Yes. So like it don't take like in my neighborhood Pluck, right, who's a who's a, a very high ranking member per se, right, at that level, right, where he's he's a lifelong guy. Um some dude who just got put on, you know, three weeks ago can go do some violence to somebody and it'd be held in the same validity as him. Where it's like, oh we gonna come back and shoot at them you know I mean, one person represents everybody. And right. I, I always argue with my homies that that's why we should be really careful on who we allow to be a part of this. Right. Because at that point, we're giving this person, like, we had a bad situation where stuff was happening and people not coming back and telling the homies, but homies is going places and now they're getting shot at and don't have no idea why. Then somebody right. gets shot. Yeah. So it, it's a very, you know, for as, fru as free as it seems like it moved, it's a very important and, 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 and you know, it's a lot of responsibility it's high for stakes. people. Yeah, it's high yeah, stakes. It's very. Yeah. It's, a, it's a lot of responsibility for each person involved. Yet, it's not treated that way. Right. Yeah. And it's and it's uh, 
it's so casual and it's so crazy how often I'll see like somebody come around and this dude to get whooped for the homies or he'll like you know he'll he'll go put in work or he'll do he'll do all these things but like he won't do you a solid one of them just friendship favors one of them just one, one of them things that mama. you just need him hey homie I need you to run me to sack some of these of dudes this, really hey, homie, be just soldiers this, bro and yeah it's just especially the, especially the dudes that's not from your community they always trying to overprove a point they always do it too much. I, I look at certain situations going on in all kind of communities, and you know, you you watching people that come around and they super turned up, and it's like, well, why are you not turned up for the place where you was at? Right, right. What's really going on? Again, I've always thought that was the worst part. It's just way too inclusive. That that was a, a question I was gonna ask the both of you. Like, I mean, you said in this oh, valid voice, there's the mature, smart way to look at it. If you're from that far away. I'm not going to trust you and you shouldn't trust me. You not don't have to, the rules. To, to an extent, but mm -hmm. not just not the same as this dude that bled with me. And, I, you know, For sure. they threatened to take his kids away and he still didn't tell. And CPS and child care, and, you know, fire department and the police and everybody else put pressure on people. And you, these are the kinds of things that you can only see in war. These are the kinds of things that you can only see under certain circumstances. And for me... Uh, especially at my age, so this yeah. might not be a relevant st a stance for the average gang member, you know. But from you know, I'm I'm 42 years strong, and at my age, um, you know, it doesn't it doesn't make sense for me. It doesn't behoove me to go out and form new warrior relationships with young yeah. warriors. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't that doesn't that doesn't you know that's not that's no good for me. I have other strengths and other other things that I can that I could benefit the neighborhood with other than that. Any every any community has or any country, you know, they have military, you have citizen, you have uh, financial it's a misuse you have I, I used to argue with my homies in real time, right? I was telling you this mm -hmm. about trying to make everybody a part of the infantry. That's a mistake. Like, right. he, like I was telling Mob James, I had the same conversation. Excuse me, with James from um, from Gangster Chronicles. James used to do all the death row and at, at, at you know one of the initial factors in death row and right. allowing it to be what it was for everybody to see as far as the muscle. And um, I was telling him, I think the mistakes that a lot of my older homies made and his generation made was they tried to turn everyone into the infantry. I said this right. to him on the podcast on the. Gangster Chronicles. I'm like, with Aiden and them generation, they tried to make everybody the infantry, and I think that's what that became a big problem. It, it became a problem that it's why you know eventually all of this stuff is going to meet its demise. Right, because, because with that with the, with that self destructive model of behavior, you can only expect one. And now that we're forty some years old, we we've seen the repercussions of this model. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's why, in order to Survive, and I don't mean as a criminal enterprise, but as, as to, any to surprise as a as, or yeah. to survive as, an enterprise, as, a, as a group. Yeah, as as an enterprise, um, things have to change. Nobody, nobody, not McDonald, nobody does shit the way they did it from day one. Nobody, you know what I'm saying? It, especially with growth and expansion, it just you just you have to allow for that. And um, one thing that in my community and not in my gang, in my community, because the things when we say, yeah, it's not, when it's we not say really this is no good yeah, over yeah. here, it's not good for none of y'all. Like, yeah. they're not allowed to ride on houses anymore. They're not allowed to ride on cars anymore. These are your neighbors. How do you expect them to stand up for you in court or, or when, when there's a misunderstanding and, and help get you out of trouble when you're writing on their walls all the time? You know what I mean? Like, they're not allowed to skip school. You know what I mean? You got homies out there that Corona been making things weird, but that as a general rule, they're not allowed to skip school. The homies are there. That's like yard call. You laying down on a 
couch and the homies are over here, you know, either fighting or fighting for a better future. But either way, you better get in the fight. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Whatever, whatever it is. And uh, and they're not allowed to do heroin, dope, cocaine, none of that shit before they're 18 years old. Now, I know that sounds kind of weird, but at least it's by the time weird. they're 18, they will have their brain will have been given a chance to make whatever decision they want to make to be whatever kind of super gang member or super citizen they want to be. Yeah. But at least we gave their brain a shot. You know what I'm instead saying? Of, instead and, of uh, instead of allowing them to use substances to coerce them, and they'll and they'll get fucked up yeah. for using them. Yeah, and by that and time in, you probably in my at least day, be done with high school, you can we make were, a decision what you want to do next. We were using. We were you not we. In Your general, generation. it was we, we, our generation yeah, was we. using meth and drugs Ours was to Sherm. to influence that super gang banger, that super don't give yeah, a fuck, get crazy, your soul. spooked. You know, you can block your soul out, so you yeah, no yeah, conscience. so you can see so you're capable of doing things. For my first three years, I didn't do drugs or drink. Yeah, I never because did. I wanted fools to know that what I do comes from my heart. Later on, I got into partying and I, I do what I do, but. I, I understand what it means to to somebody seeing somebody you know on one or I, you know and we just we got to carry ourselves with a higher class so tweaking ain't ain't allowed it ain't encouraged it's frowned upon that suicidal uh, dead end bang your head against the wall gang banging approach is outro you know what I'm saying like I don't like I said when I talk to the community I talk to the community kids that are banging and kids that ain't but you know I tell them like man look. Do do what's right for you. Do what's right for your family. Do what's right for the people you could reach out and touch first. You know what I'm saying? But I and, think, uh, but I, but that I'm glad you said that. But that makes me think a lot of times about the things, all of the toxic things we take in to alter our our, our actual true motivation. Like I I've, I've always said that. Like I used to tease certain homies. I'm like, man, you don't really want to do it. That's why you got to get high. Right. You know what I mean, and if you don't really want to do it, you need to find a better way. But you know that don't work because it again. You know, me and Pete has had this same conversation about people being in survival mode. I call it like safe mode on the computer. There's no real access to the Internet on safe mode. Right. You're in survival mode. There's no real access to, you know, choice or belief of yeah. options. That's not a real right. thing. Like, there's no, there's no browser. You know what I'm saying? Ain't none of that. So everybody wants something for a discount. You know what I mean? Man. You can you can get what you need out of the, having done the action without having to pay the full price, so to speak. Mentally, that's a great yeah. point. But but that's not just even in, in street culture. Well, I guess this is still street culture. I mean, like you a girl, see the same thing like in a prostitute, girl. strippers, yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Or just fuck a prostitute or stripper because like regular wanna, chicks. Right. Yeah, they, they might, might didn't want to give you no pussy that day, but, but they're gonna get drunk at the club to go talk right. themselves remove, into remove those, back at that remove boyfriend. those inhibitions. But see, but now there's a different thing because I think that different people have have blocks in front of them. They're like some people they don't they need that beer because they're scared, not because not because it doesn't morally sit well with them. If they could get away with it, they would dig forks in a motherfucker's knives. Yeah, it's not because totally. they're good people. It's because they're scary. They're scary of the repercussion that can happen uh, well, to them. Yeah, but you all of it, it, but all still of it you don't want to pay the price. But then the there's price. the one that morally is kind of like doesn't really feel it, so got to hide behind that alcohol in order to Which achieve. Is the same, but that's in order the same, to achieve the moral, you know what I mean? But that's the yeah. same fear. It's all the same fear. What You might be scared of other people or scared of yourself. Scared of your conscience, scared of your all that shit. But you I agree with you. You're scared of jail or yeah, you're scared yeah. of God, whatever yeah, it's one of yeah, the two. Whatever, right, right. whatever <laughs> it is. But it's a different, It's there are different fears. And I think For that, sure. um, I think that they would, they could or should be subdivided accordingly because I could respect somebody that behaves in a way based on an emotion before behaving in a way based on a separate emotion, even though it might be the same action. So off the record then, mm -hmm. right? So this is not off the record. When I say off the record, off the conversation rather. It, so at that point, should alcohol, like, what do you feel about the prohibition 
as much as people enjoy alcohol and its ability to lower your inhibition, is it really something that's necessary in society? Do you think the society would be a different place? I, I think, mean, I think we, I think it's unnecessary. I think it's I think it's completely unnecessary. And when it's gone, I don't miss it. Like I don't financially profit from it, so it doesn't. It wouldn't for me. It would just I'll smoke a little more weed, maybe. You know what I mean? But but for somebody, you know. There's only a handful of people that have their money in it. So for me, fuck those people that have their money in it because <laughs> they, you know, fuck them. It's only a handful of them. And it would be bringing a greater good to society to remove that source of wealth for just a few people that have already built a, a wealth that should suffice. You sure. Know? I, I think with with the alcohol thing, there's two conversations. You, you can't ad- address it unless you do it for like 100 years because you get this... Oh well, if people aren't gonna drink, they're gonna do something else. There's, there's, there's now this expectation that that's kind of how I been, used to sell drugs. Yeah, that's like, been you dug get in. it from me. You gonna get it from somebody, right? Yeah. Right, right. So it's like, well, if you're, if it's not gonna be alcohol, then it's gonna be weed. And if it's not gonna be weed. It's gonna be, it's something. You, you need to get to a point where there's a generation that hasn't had the people above them turning to some sort of chemical void filler before you can really have that conversation. I mean, is it necessary? Is it better? No, Kid. but. I don't, I don't drink alcohol, so it could go. That's well, how do you think the societal effects even uh, though? Oh, you guys said it all. I mean, everything that you guys said is going to be a, a fact. But what's going to happen if they do try? Because remember, prohibition happened before. Mm-hmm. Right, you know? and it was and it was and it was deadly. It was bloody. And so. Yeah. And that think... was really pre-drugs. Like there weren't a lot of drugs in the U.S. In the well, and the, and a lot of that push came from the medical from the medical field and the, yeah. the changing of the laws and the changing of mm-hmm. the marketing of big pharma and things like that. A lot of that drug surge came as a result of the you know. But the, you know, the alcohol man. they use alcohol for everything. So people, I seen people drink rubbing alcohol right. trying to get drunk. <laughs> right. No, uh, seriously, uh, no, yeah, for yeah, real, Niagara for real. And, yeah, uh, all that stuff. So right. when you say a prohibition on alcohol, you got to take every form of alcohol out. Well, not now, just alcohol liquor. Okay. You can still huff spray paint. Yeah, well, see, that's it's, something it different. Ain't, it ain't appealing to everybody. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that was once off we the put record. some time, <laughs> once once <laughs> you put some time between it. You know, like you said, the hundred year thing, like once we if we could if, if that that first 20 years might be rocky. But once it, people lost it from their palate, it's not something that in its truest form is even very uh, flavored. Like, you know, it's not very savory. It's not yeah. very it's nothing people, you it's nothing you would crave if you were if you didn't have an experience with it. Yeah, it's, it would force people to problem solve the the right way. But it's a slower path. You know, it's, you know, we got a problem with the pipe. Well, we'll fix that little piece of pipe. Look, the piping in the house is bad. Right. You can pay the price to repipe the whole house and do it right. Or you can fix the little leak in the faucet from the faucet and hope for the best, whatever. You and know, that's and, kind of drinking. And some ladder. of that, some of that is hard. I think it's almost more like replacing the foundation of a house sometimes. Mm. And, and that destroy and rebuild is, is, a. Uh, I wouldn't even... It's easy to say for me because I think the same thing about the government. You know what I'm saying? But I'm like, man, when you when you take something from here, it affects something over there. And you take something from over there, it affects something yeah. over there. So to be able to lay out the strategic order of things, that shit's like Jenga. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you, you pull the time. wrong one and it comes, it comes toppling down. But I think that the the main thing, the most important part, though, is like conversations like this. And I own a, a store. We have a discount 
like a family discount store in Reno and I work it about four days a week, most weeks, three, four days a week, most weeks. So I talk to people. I'm constantly exposed to all kinds of people from all kinds of backgrounds. Everybody needs, you know, a discount. underwear. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Everybody needs shoes. Everybody needs. So I'm seeing all kinds of people from all different, you know, walks of life. And, you know, as I'm, as I'm talking to them, you know, I like to ask, I like to ask a lot of questions. You know, I, I like to talk too. Don't get me wrong. I love to talk, but listening, I, I, listening is the best way to learn. Yeah. So like, especially when I'm around somebody, I might not normally be around, you know what I'm saying? A different kind of a person. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people have great ideas and a lot of people have, have good things, but to say, but even just playing devil's advocate is just, it's always a way that that doesn't work. It's yeah. always a way that this doesn't work. It's always a way, but just having the conversations, I think is where, where the fight still stays alive for a solution somewhere, somehow, you know what I'm saying? But, um, the 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn criminal trials for one of those candidates, young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Yeah, in, ter in terms of alcohol i don't know I, I don't i couldn't i really couldn't put my finger on it because like, wanna... just because just tearing it because it's too because you can make it yourself that's the thing if it was something that was like you eradicate fucking linoleum like good luck y'all figuring out how to make that shit you know what i'm saying but alcohol yeah. you, you'll always have action because someone can always make it illegally so you'll always have access so to be able to prevent all that i don't even know you know how you would go about that i have a question do gangs demonstrate empathy because I know with empathy if you don't have empathy yeah, for sure. you don't have common ground for yeah. each other. so if there's no common ground but they even, where's empathy even they're empathetic to other people but listen I mean I think the average gang member would like you to think they're just the baddest nigga breathing there and they want to kill everybody and they want to put this K or that K or whack out this or whack out that but it's entirely too easy to kill people from another community 
it's easy. Like, it's easy. It's so easy to to kill us. We're, we're so prevalent and available to die. You know what I mean? We're not far out of reach. And when you look at it, even the worst wars, it's not enough people dead. Like, you look at this country, when it goes to war, they want people to die. Right. When so they, there is empathy. There's people. I mean, I think the, the at the center of the culture, right, uh, the darker you get, you know, at the center of the culture, it's, it's completely empathetic. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's moments where it seems very uh, uh, barbaric and shit, but it's not enough killings for it to be that. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, you, yeah, if it was, if motherfuckers was really as turnt oh my God. as the average rap song, it'd be oh a lot of the bodies would be just oh falling all over the place. It would yeah. be too easy. It's yeah. easy. Like you, um. You go to a grocery store in any community, wait five minutes. You go to a gas station in any community, wait five minutes. You go to a liquor store in any community, anywhere. wait five minutes. Yeah. I, I mean, you don't see nobody looking at the future generations of gangs, so they going into the pool and poisoning the water in the pool so <laughs> right, when everybody right. goes swimming, <laughs> yeah. the next yeah, generation. That ain't evil. It ain't evil like that. It ain't, you know what I'm saying? So at yeah. that point, it's empathetic. I feel that. And and common respect for funeral, you know, yeah. or, or uh, candlelight. Yeah. Even, I mean, even, even though sometimes it gets tricky a little blurred, bit, but... but. You don't really part. even see strategic alliances designed to eliminate third-party gangs. Like you don't see Despite, A and B. We're gonna yeah. triangulate on them, well, or like well, it, someone's it, hoods day is at this park. Hey, let's our crew and your crew go wipe them out the and, map. And in theory, they try to, right? In theory, they try to, right? You, you have gangs that, like, like I, I like to believe I grew up in the era, you know, when Compton was going through a superpower act, like a, like what do they call it, a super axis or a superpower axis? What what, what they right. call that? When mm. all the countries super came power together, axis, yeah. yeah, for like World War Two. Yeah, and they, all the countries, it was like three click countries. Well, that happened in Compton, right? So at one time in the '90s in Compton, it was okay, Nutty South Atlantic, Acacia Town Farms, Front Palmer Tanners. You know what I'm saying? It right. was like these gangs came together, right? So if I say Acacia Town Forms, that's the Acacia Block Compton Crips, uh, the Spook Town Compton Crips, and the Form Dog Compton Crips. But were those offensive or defensive tactics? See, they or, would or, like or, or you. Were they reactionary they, or were they proactive? Everybody within the culture would like you to believe that it's offensive. I'm. I don't, it doesn't sound I like bet, that to me. I bet, fuck what niggas thinking. I know it's defense. Yeah. It's not enough no offense need. happening. Yeah. And that and that narcissism in, in the average gang member, it's not if they ain't if we don't need you, we don't need you. You know what I'm saying? It don't For sure. it don't. So there is no there's no need to pull somebody in to help you with something that you got covered. That leads me to a conversation we was having when we was in LA about the sixties and the eight trades. Yeah. That leads me to like you said it was different gangs at one time and they came together to yeah. be one. Sixties was multiple gangs. And then they came together because of the area, the protected area, or why did they come together as a gang you versus know what? what you were saying, Pete? You have to ask them. I mean, they talked about it before, but I don't quite know why they all came together. I think they came together to become this large entity for the sake of, um, you know, the look of power. Okay. To, to, to be the deepest. I got a controversial question. Sure. Is there something culturally that's different between the east side and the west side gangs where you really don't see a lot of like superpower structures on the greater east side as far as gangs go like you do on the west side so i don't think that's controversial um i don't know i don't know how i, get, I, get, hear it. I, I could get i could get why it could seem that way because right you look at how huge rolling 60s is 
And there's no gang on the east side nearly that size, right? As far as members or landmass. And then you got kind of like, a, like neighborhood crips and gangster crip yeah, kind of semi-alliances as but, well. But even that, right, is a bit deceptive, right? Because... <sighs> it evolved to being deceptive, maybe. But well, it was always deceptive because it was never one thing. It was never one thing. And you got to remember, neighborhood came from the east side. So, like, when you're going to say neighborhood, blah, 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 yeah. that's from the east side. It's neighborhood east coasts. Mm-hmm. And then other people got a hold to it. I mean, again, that's, was that was something that's... was at first. Well, no, it initially was the East Coast. And then other people started using it. I think the 111s on the West Side, Lord knows, you know, if I get this wrong, I'll never hit any of these niggas' mouths. <laughs> i talking shit forever. But if, I, if I'm correct, the, the 111s were the first West Side original. They call themselves the original neighborhoods yeah. on the West Side. Was that Tucky Crew or no? No, 111s is Dove, CQ... Uh, you know all of those guys gotcha. that neighborhood Dub C Cube who else popular from over there you know the whole Lynch Mob for the most part I think or JD and them is a uh, couple people but Ice Cube and Dub C pretty much are the centerpieces of that community um, they're like the original neighborhoods on the west side um, I think it was more listening to I listened to Keystone talk. Um, Keystone is a super OG legendary dude. I, I heard his name my whole life from '60s. And there's a YouTube kind of uh, programming, almost like documentation of culture when it comes to you know the lifestyle we live in LA. Uh, Kev Mack. Um, he did a conversation, and he believes that I don't. I, again, I don't want to put him under the bus but I think it was just more or less they were just like I like how that sound let me be that okay we're gonna make the neighborhood 60s mm. you know what I'm saying but I don't think it was about them being aligned with the 111s or you know the rolling 40s which started you know again I don't know if they were all saying it to be aligned versus now the younger guys are finding more reasons to be aligned I, I know that in, in my city you know um it's a lot smaller. It's a lot smaller scale, but it's a lot of the same basic mechanics of human nature that, yeah, take, that take place. And and so, um, what happens out there? What has happened out there in the past is that you'd have groups that that didn't necessarily want to go for the gangbang thing, so they were living in a gangbang neighborhood and they were clicking up and creating a group. They didn't start as a gang because that wasn't they they had a gang to join but they didn't want to join that gang they wanted to just be party crew tagger crew Hustlers, any whatever. kind of hustling group yeah yeah just get money boys That's type That's situation trouble. and then as soon as they click up and as soon as they put a sign to it or put a color to it or put a something else to it now they got now they got something to answer to and that pressure eventually they end up either folding under the pressure or dis, dismembering you know I, kind of disbarring so and and again all of this is very you know, worldly, humanly yeah. things. Right. Um, so as far as the West Side, I, I think, um, so when you say, like, when you talk about it like that, right, it's like, oh, well, you know, the car of the neighborhoods or the car of the gangsters, right, the A-Trade gangster cars. I don't really, this might be controversial, but I think when people start aligning themselves with either one of those, it's really about them aligning with the 60s or the A-Trades. I don't think it's necessarily they worried about aligning with the 90s or the blocks or right. the Raymonds, you know, sure. anybody else. I, I think it's all of what side do you fall on, the 60s or the A-Trays. But, you know, again, on the east side, we have that, right? So East Coast is that. East Coast is like that. We don't have a ton of them. You like know what, what large 
pieces of real estate other than like ones that are decided like by like projects like, like Nickerson is, yeah. you know those are obvious we don't we like, don't what's crazy is on the east side the east side of the 110 freeway we don't have uh, a neighborhood the size you know like we don't have an side, area like a land mass the size of, of a trays hell no 40s is huge 40s yeah. go from roughly fig to crenshaw yeah. um no we don't have that kind of land mass you know this is what i what kind of like i was getting at like what is it about the east side where if you took an area that was the size of 40s there'd be five gangs there uh, it's way more than five games. <laughs> well, whatever. Me. I mean, but a, a, part, a lot of even even aside from projects, though, geographically, um, you know, you get concentrate uh, apartment complexes, and you yeah. know, you get concentrated. Some neighborhoods is not a lot of apartments, so it's just vast area of uh, housing. So, 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 on the east side of the one ten, right? Um, who has a large land mass as far as a community? The Nutties in Compton. They have a really big one. There's just from Wilmington to Central. Okay. Um, That's one major thoroughfare. To a That's one exit. Um, the South is huge in Compton. Mm -hmm. And Watts is probably, obviously, Project Gangs. Um, well, I think the East Side is just overpopulated, too. Like, you know... Black blackness, you know, the culture itself is right there. It's the epicenter. So, you know, the neighborhoods are are easily divided. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I couldn't imagine like I, I think Mona Park is huge. I think Carver Park has a reasonable amount, but none of them are like sixties, forties, or you know, those particular gangs. Yeah. But those gangs also are Even five gangs. Is pretty big size. But also those all of those gangs are multiple gangs that came together. Yeah. So they found a bond that decided that we were going to unite. The 60s, that's one of their oldest stories. It's five or six gangs that came together. Four or five gangs, six gangs that came together. To and how did that never happen, though, on the other side? Because we're entirely too arrogant. So like, that's the difference, is arrogance on the east side. That's well, what, well, that's what you were saying earlier about how every neighborhood has a different culture, even with yeah. the neighborhood and a different attitude, a different... My young homies ain't with clicking up. Yeah. Like, they try to start a click with my homies and some other gangs, and the niggas is like, nah. You know, my older homies at one time tried to, and it was like, nah, we cool. I'm one of the people that's like, nah, I'm cool. What was uh, what, what was your your uh, gang's, like, role or response or whatever in, like, the, the truce after the riots? Was that not involving you guys? What did you think of yeah, it? Yeah. What was the kind of the take on that at that time? Well, you know what? I got to get plugging here to talk about that. I, I get him in here to talk about that. Um, but I know they were involved because it was right around the corner. It was in PJ's. Yeah. Um, the truce was an East Side thing. You know what I mean? It really wasn't. It was really like a watch thing. City, it wasn't yeah. citywide like that. Yeah, yeah. But again, because the East Side is the epicenter of all the 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 the, the blackest of the blackest culture. You know what I mean? Like this is the heart and soul of of blackness in Los Angeles outside of, you know, you got to go to Crenshaw to get this black, you know what I mean, somewhere like that type of place, maybe Lamert, and then it start, you know. That's like, a little bit of a different kind of thing, blackness, though. That's... Yeah. This right here is ghetto America right here, right, mm -hmm. where we at. And I think everything trickles out of there. You know what I mean? Everything trickles out of there. You know what I mean? The, Low riding, the, the trends, culture, clothes, everything. Uh, trends in, in criminal activity, trends in, in uh, staying ahead of the step yeah. one step ahead of the game, the law, the, everything else. And so I, I think, again, the way the East Side works is it's, it's a very, you know, arrogant, 
you know, it don't, it don't, it's not a lot of humility on the east side. You know what I'm saying? The west side, I don't think there's no more humility over there, but they're already locked in at this point. Yeah. But, you know, historically, you hear a lot of rumors about 60s going to war with 60s. The feel is different. I mean, like, I, I'm not from either location. I spent a lot of time in both in a lot of different scenarios. The sure. feel is very different in both places. Well, I mean, that's the point, right? I mean, that's how it is with the rest in peace, T. Rogers, the Jungle Stones and the yeah. City Stones, right? The Peace Stones and the City Stones. They're different. Um, the 60s are one gang, but even that concept of neighborhoods, like all being together, the 40s and 60s was killing the shit out of each other. They was shooting the shit out of each other. The 111s and the 60s go at it. The you know the 30s pretty much are the only guys that's like, yeah, look, we're not even really with killing Crips. And then they spent the whole decade killing 40s. So again, the concept of I don't I don't actually agree with that, you know, if as if I have say on what's going on over there. But I think it's misleading because it looks like it's cool, but I guess it does kind of work to some degree because it probably could be a lot worse. It'd be like the East Side if they didn't have it. Yeah. It'd be like always some shit, always some shit going on. You know, it's always something. Over there, you know, it is kind of a different camaraderie amongst Rollings, 30s to it, the 100s. In all, in all the changes that you've seen, like I'll ask you for, from the LA standpoint, of all the changes that you've seen in gangbanging, from apparel to 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 this and to that, the way they represent or maybe talk or look, would you say um, that you've seen any positive changes? That would you see that there's some things that have happened in the in the streets that they've some some positive? Any has anything gotten any better? You know, are the youngsters doing things this way or that way that that would present a, a little bit of hope or or a little bit of um. Uh, you know, you think they're getting it together. Our motherfuckers just still caveman, just saving out, you know? I don't think it's better for the youngsters at all. I mean, not my young homies. I don't think they do anything better than it was done. Right. Um, but again, I also think that's our fault. See, now, and that's, that's a good point that you had mentioned, because the youngsters, because, see, now, in my day, we didn't have big positive homies to tell us, you know, to do something right. Like we didn't have, we really didn't. Um, there was a lot of things that were new to us up, up where I was at, and and we wouldn't, we would have been real, we would have rejected that any kind of, you know, come around here with that, any of that cool, like like Trey D, real positive gangster, reputable, and he, but he's able to speak from a from a positive yeah, standpoint. Yeah, Trey D is some shit. That, that, like when I know, tell you, Trey D is some shit. I see the Instagram shit. I see all this shit. Trade is some shit. You know what I mean? But again, yeah. I think Trady, right? I think my older homies, I think Big U, I think Dale Dog. If you have a bright future, like if they see you're trying to be something great, don't nobody want to make you throw away your life. Right. Now, right. I mean, don't get me wrong. Literally there's always had that exact conversation right. yesterday about Malcolm and T. Yeah. Li yeah. Like Literally, that exact people will, conversation. People will be like, yo, watch out. Like, right. that's how they did me until I decided to throw my life away. Yo, watch out. Don't, don't fuck with him. Once you start participating, it's like, all right, uh, this is well, how we you tried. do it right. So, <laughs> this so is how you do it right. So is it, it's kind of, it's kind of like, and I think in hip hop too, like, I think like with the whole woke, culture of things going on i think that there's just a little more place for the 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 wise big homie you know what i'm saying i think the the, the one that's trying to teach financial structure and trying to teach things that long that as you're willing to get in the long car term long as you're willing to get in the car that's the one thing that every youngster respect right like somebody willing to get in the car don't right. tell me to go shoot right i'm gonna go show you how it was done right um i pride myself in being a leader 
I never encourage my homies to go out and shoot nothing. I think they entirely don't have enough money to even be talking about going to war. So until you get some money, we shouldn't be talking about war. And then once you get some money, let's see if you want to go to war. Right. But you can't go to war broke. You can't go to war with 100 bullets. You can't go to war with no gas money. You can't go to war without enough guns. You don't right. got no money. When we was at our full-fledged, when I was, you know, right when I was coming into my, my whole shit, man, we had money. We got money. So that means we had some shit. That means we had some shit. We had a lot of shit. But then once you get money, war is different. It becomes a distraction from earning a livelihood. So people are a little bit more diplomatic. People right. are a little That's bit more wise. The blood is a big expense. Man, right. blood is expensive. County's a pay cut. Feel me? And, and so I, I think, no, it's not getting better. You know what I mean? Um, but unlike a lot of people, I do think it's being phased out. I do think it's being phased out in this, like how it is. I think it's only a matter of time. And that's, and I think that the, and that's because, you know, a lot of them aren't letting go of that, 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 that ancient super prehistoric manner of, you know, I don't even think it's that. I think that was actually better. You know, it's like McDonald's. I think making a hamburger was better initially. I think the way they make burgers now is horrible. Mm -hmm. uh, the way they used to they make vaccines was so better. So if you ain't going to make it like that, then it's better that it just, just... Well, because you lose the quality of it. Mm -hmm. The reason is it's phasing out is because literally the, the prices of homes in L.A., you're not going to be able to be poor and be there. The centerpiece still to gangbanging is poverty. You know, ain't a ton of wealthy gang members. Right. Feel me? So if you can't be poor in this community... Right. Then you for sure. Everybody got it. You can't be thugging. Thugging is free. Feel me? Everybody up in this house got to have a job because this mortgage right here is about three thousand a month to be in the ghetto. Right. Everybody needs a job. Everybody needs a career. Feel me? Y'all all got to work. Ain't no hanging out for free. You know, it's different when your mom didn't have to pay number four hundred dollars rent and she got a county check for a thousand. That's different now. Feel me? A house in Watson, my old neighborhood, that motherfucker, 375000 400000 That's twenty two, twenty three hundred a month. Ain't nobody sitting on the county getting that kind of money. Yeah. Man. And those people weren't taking Section 8. They getting motherfuckers the fuck up out of there. So I I do think we're, you know, it's, it's going to come into a cuff of, like, it's going to be over probably during my lifetime. Um, and, that, and that's... At that's, least how that's it was. over. Because you could kill, you could kill, like... You can kill a person, you can kill so you can't kill an ideal, you know. So it's kind of like, even though the breeding grounds for actual active violent membership might dwindle, you think that what's what's already been done to pop culture and what's already the gang banging has already been overexposed to the world. You think the remnants of that will just continue to linger around in some in some warped I mean, always, fashion? You, you, know you always have this. There's still discos. Right. I mean, they're, they're still discos. They're still soul food restaurants. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's no slavery, but it's soul food restaurants. So I think... But the, we've already seen, like, this is playing out. I mean, the highest, you know, violent crime rate locations in northern Southern California, respectively, are no longer Oakland and Compton. No. It's San Bernardino and Stockton. Yeah, because right, it's cheap. Because yeah. it's cheap. Yeah. It's where it's cheap. I mean, they poor people. So, um... Again, like, man, losing it. So as much as everybody looks down at gangs, I don't. I realize, you know, poverty is the problem. To talk right. about mm. 
to talk about being shot and what a bullet do it, what a bullet did, and to complain about something else that the bullet wound caused, and not actually talk about being shot consistently is a waste of time. So to blame, you know, the the issues in black communities on gangs is a waste of time because right. they don't have them same things in Ladera Heights. They don't have them same things in wealthy black communities. Well, I and I think that that's. That's because as a system and as a whole, right? You know how they had those Play-Doh machines, the extruders, where you you pull the lever and it, and it shoots out a star, like right, rim, on the yeah. other end, mm. a perfect star. But now, if a piece of sand or something gets inside there, you push that extruder, you're gonna have a, a damaged piece. It's not gonna be perfect. It's gonna yeah. be imperfect. We're the only society that would try to take that damaged piece and reshape it, cut off the bad part without fixing the machine that's creating these damaged pieces. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but then if you if you if you fix the machine, then you have to admit you did something wrong. You broke it. Uh, right. Not from being from LA and being from Washington, I used to hear that like the sixties was the rich people of games. We always say that. And the sixties get mad as shit rich at rolling us. Though. So, yeah, but but before so how's that is that true or is that a to me, hell yeah, but but then again, no. so 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 is, is the median income in Overhills different than the median income in Grape Street? Hell yeah, I just wanted that on the record. Shit, the abs. Oh yeah, that's a great record. <laughs> Man, to live in the abs, bro, in the '60s or in the Mert, I don't know how the fuck they do it. Is there, is, does part does '40s creep into like View Park, or is it kind of really? No, it oh, stops with that Crenshaw. '60s creeps up there closer than the okay. '40s do. 60s do. 60s have a weird grasp. Who so, has the view? So 60s has views. Yeah, so hell yeah, Overhill. You know, it go all the way up Slauson to Overhill. And them niggas is for real. So is that going back to where we, we used to talk about culture and before gangs, it was culture. And then gangs start, you know, cult, gangs come by, people putting labels on that culture. That sure, group. sure. So was it the culture first in that area where it was really nice living and they just came together and because gangs started becoming rampant, they just started coming together as a gang? Well, I don't want to say, again, it's a level of poverty. Again, it's like poor people talking shit about other poor people. Okay, so they right. was considered got poor. The they still system. wasn't, they still didn't have no money. Okay. Like, uh, so when people say they exaggerate about how much money 60s really had. Well, if you come from where I'm from, it looked like the motherfucking Beverly Hills, okay. but again, it's, all, it, it's all equity. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like it's, it's still a house in a shoestring budget. The yeah. fact that that yeah, house it's, happens it's, to be worth two hundred thousand dollars more, you ain't got it unless you and leave. It, right. And it's, it's not the and it's not created by that. And it's not worth that much more. Like you know, you talking about a house, and when I'm coming up and watch, right, mm -hmm. he bought a house for forty thousand dollars. That same house in the 60s, like in Boys in the Hood, them houses is probably 120, 140. Again, you none up, of this you is go up no though money. And it's it's yeah. a quarter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Once you sag past Crenshaw, it's different. But I'm saying, once you east of Crenshaw, you know, certain sections of A Trey can get, you know, they were kind of closer to 200. Mm -hmm. you know, but for the most part, they were all south of $200,000. You know so it's just considered poor or low income in, California, in LA. I mean, well, to pay $1,000 in a mortgage, it was nowhere That's anybody no where money. I grew up even wanted to okay. drive. Yeah, there. no, yeah, a thousand dollars like it's cheap. In mortgage, no that's cheap. Okay, a thousand dollars in mortgage in the nineties is cheap. You know, those houses in in, in Lakewood were probably three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. In the suburbs, you're spending more than three hundred thousand. In Carson, you're spending more than two fifty. Um, any suburb, it was going to be way more. So. Yeah, you know that's that's a joke that the east side and the west side have amongst each other. Oh, okay. You know, we always make jokes about you know how much better the living is because they're closer to success than we are on the east side, right? They're closer to seeing what real money look like. You know, ain't watches a far drive to see what money look like. Oh, okay. 
Um, them niggas could, you know, cross Crenshaw and go in the overhill and see them houses and see the life. Um, but yeah, we still arguing over a hundred thousand dollars. Uh, it's still a hundred thousand. <laughs> it's 40 to 140. Feel me? They ain't that. And them boys in the hood houses at that time probably was 120, 130. You know, that's $900. My cousins have always lived out here, you know, together as a whole family. It's three sisters. It was, it was three sisters of my aunt until she passed, but they had never separated. And they were always working dentist reception office, you know, doctor reception office, decent jobs, decent office jobs. But to be anywhere, they felt safe enough to be a house full of women. You know what I'm saying? It was... They, they they couldn't live alone. Yeah, because it's it's really expensive. Yeah. And again, all of this conversation is rooted in poverty. And the problem is you just can't be poor to live in L.A. anymore. That day is coming to a quick, 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 quick end. And when you can't be poor there, gangs will no longer be available there. It's just not going to be an option. Just not. Nobody's taking that in their community where somebody, man, you pay $2,500, man, for your mortgage. You calling the police is some bullshit happening. That's, that's, that's probably what I was going to say. Like the, the number one thing where, where I grew up, everything comes down to two words. Bad. I mean, everything comes down to two words. Property value. Yeah. If I bought in at a mil five, I'm not going to let this jackass knock me down to a mil two. That ain't happening. Wasting your time Drinking that wine Smoking that smoke From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 